What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Sunday Golds, a Florida State baseball podcast. This is going to be another just dropping some interviews on here for y'all to listen to. Um, I sat down with head coach Link Jarrett for about 20 minutes uh, yesterday on Tuesday uh, morning uh, discussing the upcoming season, uh, some of his thoughts on the, the renovations at Dick Hauser, um, you know, names on the back of the jersey, the, the team captains that were selected this past week, um, his overall thoughts on the preseason, um, and, and some of what they're going to do offensively and, and how they're looking at the pitching staff going into um, these next couple days. Um, they haven't decided roles yet, not or at least not, you know, not putting that out there yet. Um, still working on some of that. Uh, with the pitching staff, but we will talk about some of that. Uh, also have Jordan Carry on on this podcast, one-on-one with him from from last week. Uh, caught up with Jordan, talked about Link's impact on him, and you know he's one of the only guys in this in the country probably that that's had three different coaching staffs in three years. Uh, we talked about that. Talked about some changes he's made defensively. Um, especially with working on his angles uh, and also talked about, you know, trying to build off that that big second half he had offensively last year. Um, so we'll have those two interviews on here. Um, and I think Ari and I are also planning on catching up one of the next two days to do our full preview podcast, our projections, stuff like that. Um, and Coach Jarrett's talking again to the media on Thursday. I'm guessing we will know then or at least by then the official pitching staff and uh, starters. So um, looking forward to hearing from him again on Thursday, but a lot of good information on the, in this interview with him um, and this one-on-one I had with him on, on Tuesday. So hope you enjoy it. Um, when you, Link will be on here first and then Jordan will follow him. Um, when you get to the end, if you could leave us five stars on Apple, um, leave a review, do whatever you can to help us out and just kind of try to keep promoting this podcast and doing the best we can with it and trying to get as much information out on, on this program, um, especially for this, you know, pivotal season in this program and beginning a new era. Um, so without further ado, here's Link Jarrett talking about the upcoming season and Jordan carry on following him talking about Jarrett and his, and the new staff at Florida state. Coach, the, the names are back on the jersey, and, and when you got your jersey the other day with, with Jared on the back of it, just what was that like for you? Did it, did it start to hit you that this thing's really about to start? Yeah, it hit me. That thing's hanging there, yeah. and I haven't seen a name on there probably since I left Florida State. Mm-hmm. So there it is. And I know the fans The fans really enjoy that. I didn't I didn't recognize what, how big of a deal the name right. on the jersey was until everybody's like, hey, yeah. can we get the names? And it does make it easier to follow. And I, I think we have the most knowledgeable fans in the country, and they enjoy being able to see the name and the number. So that yeah, was a good feeling. Now, personally, it was a good feeling, and I think it's something that you know our fans really, truly, truly enjoy. Right. So I'm happy about that. I mean, Hauser looks a lot different than the day you stepped foot here. I mean, I know you were a big part of the project, and I guess just – is it coming together the way you envisioned it? And how much have, have you liked the, the changes that, that's been made here? I love it. Took a lot of effort. Michael leading the way with getting the concourse. I mean, the first thing you see when you walk mm-hmm. in is the, is the concourse refresh and the history of the program is second to none. And it needed to be updated and just yeah. refresh. And it'll continue. There's going to be guys on this field that will play in the big leagues. And as that continues to convey itself through 
our historical context, we need to keep that relevant on the concourse and in the tradition room. And the tradition room will be the, the next piece that we try to modernize a little bit. Um, on the field, you know, I think just the freshness, the dugouts, the artificial turf makes it easier on everybody. You know, you have game-ready batter's boxes and foul lines right now. It's just easier every day, and we can go bunt and do some work on the field every day. We got the cages tidied up. The new bullpen is phenomenal. So giving me some flexibility to make some of these modifications was great. I mean, we're sitting here in the office. The furniture's new and fresh, and everybody has a, a little more modern workspace yeah. all the way through the, the office area. Great, and I think the fans will love it when they roll in here and see the concourse. And yeah, some people get it might get one game. You're here every day. You're here every practice. But there are some families that come to Dickhauser Stadium, and it may be one shot to bring their young kids, right. and they need to taste the historical perspective of the program. And I hope they have a good game day experience, and I hope they see us play well. Yeah. I know you had a hectic end of the preseason with all the rain this weekend, but. Overall, just what were your thoughts on the preseason? And I guess, did you learn anything new about your team that you didn't know in fall? Well, number one, knock on, knock on wood, I, I wanted to get through moving the arms along in pitch counts a little bit, six guys that we did that with, and stay healthy. And this time of year, you could just follow college baseball. You, you don't want injuries, and unfortunately it happens. And the timeline of our season where they're at home – for one of the most critical time periods in the world of pitching before you start to really jump on that mound, it is a little bit of a nerve-wracking process to watch these guys ramp up. And then this weekend with the rain, we really had to do it in the cage, which is not ideal in terms of playing the ball. Clearly you can't. But you're up close and personal with the guys on the mound and the catcher and the hitter. So it – a little bit of a gladiator pit yeah. arena we call it mm-hmm. and we have an umpire in there so it, it's it's actually kind of fun yeah. um, and we made the most of the weather but we seem to be pretty healthy and um, we'll figure out the best roles for the guys and starting games is important being dynamic in the middle and end of the games is as important as the starts right. so the balance of that and hopefully you have some variety and some left and right handed options and guys that you can piggyback a little bit off of the way the stuff plays metrically right. to maybe give the opponent the most drastic difference in what they see at bat to at bat. That's where we are right now. We'll nail down you know, who we feel like should start and mm-hmm. who's the dynamic leverage role guys. And, and at some point we'll let that be known and then we'll roll into the first game with it. And right. Brett, rarely if ever does this end the way it starts. Mm-hmm. So what we decide to do for Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Like, that may not be the way it ends. And, like, if you look, that's probably the case in most programs. It rarely, if ever, does. So we just got to get into it and try to win game one. You guys announced four captains this past week. Uh, Jaime, Jordan, Carrion, Carson, Montgomery, and Wyatt Cowell. Just one, how does that process work for you, picking the Mm -hmm. team captains? And then just how do you expect those those four to, to lead this team? Well, I let the players vote, mm-hmm. and I ultimately have no say in it. And I've done this the whole time I've been a head coach. And I want, I want guys in that locker room to have the opportunity to be captains because right. it's something they can have on their resumes and job applications. Take baseball out of it, and at some point it may be over for some of these guys in yeah. terms of career. But that's something you have forever. And 
the returning players, actually, I count their votes twice. So these are anonymous. You yeah. could vote for yourself. You could vote for three people, one person. I don't really put any boundaries on it, but the returners, I identify their their sheet of paper that they write on is a different size than the new guys, and the new guys get one vote. So if Brett Nevitt's a returning player, you mm-hmm. vote for those three names, and I count those three names twice. Right. Those guys have been through the battles. The, the new guys have been through our practices and most of our preseason, but um, there is more significant value to what it looks like when you've played competitively with one of the players. So that's why the newcomers, um, I double it. Right. And it was very clear, and it always has been. There always is some sort of cutoff line yeah. that makes it very obvious who they were. And I want them to be themselves. I'm not asking them lineup questions or anything like that. I just want them to be themselves. And if they're the representatives of that locker room, then I know if I grab a couple of those captains, maybe two position players and two pitchers, if I have a question on, hey, do you guys want to hit in the cage or do you want to go on the field and take BP? Things that I think are best decided by them, I'll let them decide. You know, And, and Chuck has two captains that he can lean on if there's inside intel he feels like he needs on what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. But then we have the voice of the locker room, and that's what matters, and that's how we use those guys. And they're great. I'm not surprised they were the captains, and it was was very clear. Jaime, I mean, he's only a sophomore. I guess just have you had sophomores before be captains for you? And what makes him so special that that makes him that type of guy this early in his career? Yeah, if I look back, Brett, I don't think I've had a sophomore. I don't. Um, He's complete. 4-0 student, works his tail off, has been very productive, tough, consistent. That's what you're looking for. A, a true representative of everything that's good about Florida State baseball and right. college athletics. He does it. He's engaged with the community, good personality, outgoing, great with the, the kids and the fans. So, you know, no surprise. Do you feel like the group you have offensively is a group that can – really utilize the offensive playbook you have and do the things you want to do, especially on the base pass and small ball and all that kind of stuff? I, I think so. I think so. Um, I'm trying to build this so that I get as athletic as we can get on the field. Um, that usually leads you to having the capabilities to do some things on the bases. Right. Um, we practice it all the time. You've seen it. Like we work on it and do it and do it in scrimmages and start with base runners. Yeah. And I'm trying to overdo it at times in practice. Now, their comfort level when you're in these game situations is what I have to sense Friday, Saturday, Sunday into it. Like, who really in the game has the savvy and this stuff really clicks for them so that you're efficient with what you're doing. I don't want to be reckless with what we're doing. I want it to be efficient. But I do like the way it's shaping up in terms of having some speed and athleticism on the field, which will – naturally give you a little more range defensively, a little more athleticism. When you come in the dugout, my playbook plays well with that. And, Brett, we still need guys that can hit the ball over the fence. Mm -hmm. You have to do that or you're not going to score in bunches. A third of the hits should be extra base hits. And I don't make a huge deal with the guys, but when you're forcing the base running and you're trying to stretch singles into doubles and you're trying to get good pitches to hit early in the count, the byproduct of that should be – over a third of your hits are extra base yeah. hits. Um, the athleticism hopefully allows us to trim those strikeouts. And that's still been a concern of mine fall and preseason is 
I feel like sometimes our strikeout totals mount. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's in part to some of the arms. Probably is. But in those competitive moments, the ball in play with two strikes is so critical. In the outfield, you got a, a deep group of athletic guys behind Jaime. Obviously, he's your cornerstone out there, but outside of that, I guess, is it going to be a rotation sort of trying to get all those guys in, or do you kind of just picture a starting three for the entire year? I think you're going to have some rotation stuff mm-hmm. going on. You know, Diamas has been really good, and Jordan Taylor has had a better preseason, and Jordan Williams has done a nice job, and clearly Tibbs could go out there. Right. And Rank has looked really good. Like yeah. He runs around out there and seems very comfortable in the outfield. So then, like I told you, we've tried to move – Jaime, you know, left field some, right field some. You've seen it. Yeah. Um, so as we're looking at the pitchers that we face to start games, maybe you start to decide is a matchup feasible for somebody while you keep your defense in check in some form or fashion. So that's where we'll go. I do like the group as a whole. I really do. Yeah. I think we're rangy. I got some guys that can throw, uh, guys that can move around. Your profile, you know, Jaime's not a center field profile, but he's yeah. clearly a very good corner outfielder. But then the rest of them, even rank, they almost profile as guys that could play center field. So just by the nature of that, you improve your outfield defense with whoever you, you go with. Right. You mentioned at the beginning of, of preseason, that left side of the infield was really one of the only spots that seemed pretty solidified for you with Jordan and, and Cam. Just those two guys over there, how, how confident are you? And you're, you've done close work with Jordan, especially on, on cutting angles down, and he's yeah. mentioned that a lot. Just how do you think he's progressed through that? Great. I really do. Game sense and savvy, mm-hmm. elite. It's elite. He knows what he's doing out there. Um, I just, again, like you said, I've tried to get him to be sure he's attacking the ball. Sometimes I saw him almost play back and try to backhand the ball or yeah. work himself in a shallow center field and, and get in front of a ball where you really – the clock and the tempo and the rhythm of the play is more stress because you're backing up yeah. on it. So trying to, even in the ball in the middle, like at some point at shortstop, you can only run so deep. Like at some point you have to try to cut that thing off and right. come across and even spin and throw. But the angle um, in the middle is something he's gotten better at. And you see us work on it every day yeah. in our drills. And then Cam, going from, like most elite players in high school, more time at shortstop than anywhere else. I think right. he, he dabbled at third a little bit. But making that maneuver is not as easy as some people think. Third base, the, the perspective of the ball off the bat is different because in the middle of the infield, you can essentially see the pitch ball travel all the way to the barrel of the bat right. and, and maybe have an easier time. You can't do that at third. So being able to get more to the strike zone and then seeing the pitcher out of the corner of your eye – I think helps like reading the ball off the bat and fielding percentage wise third base if you look at the numbers is the usually the hardest fielding percentage position because there's so many awkward plays and you don't touch the ball as much as the guys in the middle and so the numbers are a little lower by nature he's gotten better and he's got a nice arm he comes and gets the ball there are still things he's learning on the run at third base, like the bunt D's and, you know, the runner stealing third and that angle to get to the bag with a, a strong throw and a runner sliding in there's, it's different. But um, I'm glad that he's settled into that spot, and I think he has a chance to play that position for a long, long, long time. Right. On the right side of the infield, you had a few couple position battles going on with, you know, Titan and Nander at second and also Putz getting some work there. And 
at first Tibbs, Gunnett, and, and Cade, I guess just those two groups, what, what have you seen from those two this preseason? Nander at second gives you some experience. I mean, he's played a lot of college baseball games. And, you know, he, he actually did well last year with the switch hitting. So I hope that's something that helps him and helps the team because it can inject another left-handed bat into the lineup if he's in there. Kamaka had a really good fall. Um, hasn't played quite as good lately defensively, which is a concern, but I, I have seen him make the routine play and play well and had some really big hits. So we just got to get him settled back down um, defensively. If Tibbs can continue to groom and grow at first base, it just opens up some options for us to have left-handed bats in the outfield or to have very athletic rangy guys right. in the outfield. And Tibbs is a rangy first baseman. And he's left-handed, which is great. Bush has been a hard-nosed guy at-bats. You've seen it all fall in preseason. He's been pretty consistent with the at-bats. Um, and gun it and had never really played first base. Mm -hmm. So, like, our defensive prowess at first is something we're still working through. Right. Like, it's, it's a little new to Tibbs, and Tibbs wasn't out there all fall, so he missed those five or six or seven weeks of reps there. But he's athletic, and he bounces around, and I think he'll he'll be fine. I would like for him to figure that out, and it opens up your DH spot so you have more maneuverability right. if you can play him at first. So we'll see where we go. I know we only got a couple minutes left. So just pitching staff as a whole, um, how many how much improvements have you seen since the fall and the, and the work that, that Chuck's done with them? Chuck's great, and I've seen across the board – I've seen improvement. I mean, we, we break the numbers down every day, and you watch the stuff and the, the game management and the control of what they're doing on the field. And part, some of that is as they get more comfortable with what we're doing and the signs and the picks, you're just more comfortable with the situations going on around you. So their evolution has been really good. There's some dynamic guys there, however we want to use it. Like, there are some really dynamic guys and I think their growth has been very noticeable and there are going to be guys in roles that they haven't been in before like that's the newness we lost shoot 350 innings of 550 or something right. it's it's a lot so um, we will sort out who fits best this weekend and again I'm not sure it's going to be the same yeah. <laughs> even weekend too it just it's the way it is now eventually you'll settle and go but bullpen management and evading and extending and escaping out of the bullpen is kind of a game-changing moment in right. college baseball. And you see it in the playoffs in the big leagues. Sometimes you don't see it as much in the June 5th game. You turn yeah. on when the Braves are playing the Brewers. But when you get in the playoffs, you see the bullpen management become so critical. Yeah. But there's probably eight guys in my estimation that really separated. And there's yeah. a couple more that are kind of – you see flashes of it. Mm -hmm. Um so then, you know, you just continue to build. It's, there's still five months of this for these guys yeah. to grow, and sometimes that game experience presents a new look for somebody, and you might see somebody somebody take off. But yeah. seven or eight of those guys have been pretty consistent, and I've seen their stuff kind of elevate. And then there's a few more like lurking there that right. could join that group. Yeah. And everybody's going to have to be involved because mm -hmm. we really, quite frankly, don't have as much depth as some teams. Right. But – all in all, good. Your two captains on that side of the ball, Wyatt and Carson. With Wyatt, just his experience last year in the high leverage moments, how valuable is that? And also, he's talked about over and over again just 
he's willing to do whatever. He just wants to be out there and pitch. He doesn't care if he starts. He doesn't care if he's relieving. Just to have that as one of your captains and he also be one of your top arms, how valuable is that? Huge. I mean, those, those guys, stand, they stand out. They stand out personality, locker room, the way they work, and then they stand out when they're on that mound. Right. That's why they're, they're captains. Dynamic. Um, clearly, I think the ro- roles, like, this could go any way for, like, that group. Yeah. Now, we didn't build everybody up, but, yeah, Wyatt and Monty and Bo Meister and Jamie Arnold, Ben Barrett and Whitaker, we kind of build them up. Right. Not to, we're not going to be able to go throw 95 pitches this weekend, but we built them up. And then that gives you some flexibility if you need a little longer relief outings. Yeah. So we'll nail that down this week. Those guys are phenomenal. They're competitive. And I think they're two of the most dynamic arms in the country. And then just how ready are you to kick this thing off and get in front of the animals on Friday? I'm ready. Brett, I, you know what I want, man? I want to go out there and I want to play a good yeah. first inning. I just want to look like, here we yeah. go. I want presence on the yeah. mound. Let's dial it up. Now, pop in the mitt. Good sound defense off the field. And then let's get into the offensive side. I just, I just want to get out there and have like a really clean, good first inning. Now, yeah. will that happen? I don't know. But that, that's what I'm yeah. focused on. And I don't want to look too far too far past that right. it's just breaking the game down into those small little segments and then trying to strategize uh, on what it takes to produce a little bit offensively even right. if it is in the first inning you know you're trying to scratch and claw every time you get a shot offensively so that's what I'm looking forward to yeah. it'll be exciting in the stadium no question I, my concern is more mm-hmm. I want to see us go play good hard-nosed clean baseball appreciate it coach yeah Brett Back up in the Dick Hauser press box with Jordan Carrion, second time on on the podcast now. Uh, Jordan, just how are you feeling heading into the season, and how excited are you to start facing some other teams? Yeah, I feel great, man. Uh, it's a blessing to be out here again, uh, getting ready for a 2023 season. Um, feel feel pumped. I think we're all excited to get going and you know start the show on their Link Jarrett. Yeah, and then just how was your summer? I know I know you spent some time up here after Link got hired. I guess. Just what were you working on in the summer, and what do you feel like you've, you've improved on since last season? Yeah, the biggest thing I worked on really was uh, just getting stronger, getting my body right. Um, I was here in the summer working out with Jamie and a few of the other guys. Um, also getting to you know build a relationship with Link in the summer when he got hired. Uh, so really just working on my body, working on you know being in the best physical shape uh, to perform at my best. Yeah, and then just, just going back to last season, you know, it was kind of an up and down season. Just But for you, I mean, just... Just what were some really fond memories for you from last season, things that you kind of look back on? Yeah, I just uh, felt like last year I learned a lot about myself, uh, offensively and defensively. Um, second half of the season is obviously when I strided the most. Um, but it was just a lot of confidence going into that and just building off that second half of the season is what I want to build off for, for the whole year this year. Um, just being confident in myself, knowing that I'm capable of uh, you know, being the elite type of hitter I want to be, um, also improving defensively, uh, obviously with my throwing, uh, something I've been working on a lot with Link uh, this this fall and this spring. Um, but I'm definitely definitely looking forward to this year and, and doing all that type of stuff. Yeah, I guess just that second half you mentioned it, and it almost seemed like you were seeing a, a beach ball half the time at the plate. Just what was working for you so well, and I guess. Is it just confidence or? Yeah, I mean, I was just trying to simplify the game, not make it harder than what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like early on I was just trying to do too much. And the second half, I kind of just 
simplified my approach, kind of just had the mentality of see ball, hit ball, um, not try to do too much. Wherever the ball was pitched, kind of hit it. Um, and yeah, confidence is a big thing. I think hitting is is ninety uh, percent mental, which is you know your confidence, how you're feeling, how you uh, go about your day, your preparation, that type of stuff. So I would say yeah, it was uh, just simplifying things, not, not not trying to do too much, knowing who I am, and sticking to my game. I mean, you're in your third year of college, and this is your third brand new coaching staff. I don't think there's many other guys in, in college that have had that kind of experience in three years. Just what is this, this? What has this three years been like for you in trying to learn new staffs every year? It's been a blessing, man. It's been a blessing just knowing that I've gotten to have three different minds of mm. baseball and how they go about things. And each coach I've played for has been different in their own ways. Um, I've learned a lot in these three years of college, and um, I'm assuming I'm going to learn a lot more as I as I continue to play uh, baseball. Um, but it's been it's been a lot it's been a lot of different changes, a lot of different ways of coaches like to doing things, and you know being able to have all those resources and all that different type of information to put it into one uh, it makes you a lot better. I feel like um, just knowing you know different mindsets, different approaches, different ways of viewing uh, the game. Um, it's been it's been beneficial for me. Uh, I'm very excited to play for Link Jerry and his staff. Uh, you know, they're a great staff. Obviously, you know, come in very uh, attention to detail. Um, just focusing on the little things that go a long way. With the transition of the new staff and you know a whole lot of new players this year too. I think you know almost 20 half the team's probably new players. Just what has this transition been like for you personally? And also, how have you seen the team kind of gel with the coaching staff and with one another? Yeah, it's been great. You know, I think everyone was excited when uh, Link got you know, the, the head coaching job here. Um, a lot of new faces, a lot of young guys, but these young guys have fit in really well. Uh, you know, the way they go about their business is is elite, and you know that's what you expect. Um, and being being young young guys, even transfers, I think everyone's buying into to his system and his language and how he goes about things. Um, and I think everyone's just on the same page. Uh, you know, at first, of course, in the beginning of the fall, it was just a lot of different personalities and different uh, people. So, you know, building that relationship and that chemistry has been a process, but I feel like we're in the right direction towards it. Uh, I feel like everyone, you know, gets along with each other. Um, and I feel like the young guys have done a really good job of, you know, doing what it takes to be, come not a freshman and you know be experienced and you know they're going to get that more when we start playing games for sure but they've done a great job of just you know building in uh leaning on the older guys to you know help them with certain things and it's been great it's been a great mesh for everybody um so i think we're all just excited to get going and i think it's gonna be a great year for us now that you've been through a whole fall with link and the staff and also you know a week of preseason now just just how would you describe a link jarrett practice Fun. They're a lot of fun. Uh, you do a lot in such a little time. Um, there's a lot going on. You're never just standing still, or just laying, like just hanging out. You're always doing something. Um, whether you're a pitcher, catcher, outfielder, I mean, he's got something for you. And uh, you know, being able to do so much stuff and and such little time is, I think, what's gonna make us so good this year. I feel like we're really prepared. And uh, preparation is, you know, a big thing into confidence when you when you prepare for certain things and you prepare for all these situations that are going to be thrown at you in a season. You've experienced them in practice, don't, you've gone over them, you know what it's supposed to look like. So it kind of gives you an idea 
Um, obviously, when the lights turn on, you know, everything speeds up a little bit, but right. being able to know that you've done this so many times now and have trained for it, practiced it, you know, I think it's going to be uh, it's gonna be good for us. And when the lights come on, I think we're going to be prepared and ready to go. Yeah, and you, you mentioned that Link works a little bit with everyone, but, you know, Link, he works with your group the most in the infield, and he was an infielder in college. Just what have you learned from him one-on-one, -on -one, and what are some of the biggest things that he's been trying to work on with you? He's been great, man. He's you could tell he's obviously played shortstop. Right. Uh, the angles he's helped me with uh, have really impacted me and just covering more ground and and eating up more ground to make my throws uh, less stress-free on my arm. And you know he talks about it all the time. Big leaguers don't throw the ball 100% hardly ever. Uh, they're always throwing the ball maybe 60 to 80% because they do so much with their feet that allows them to not push so much on their arms. So that's been the biggest thing that we've worked on. Just cutting off my angles a little bit, um, eating up ground, uh, putting less on my throws so that I can, you know, keep that stress off my arm and be able to just make those, th make those throws while still getting, you know, the fastest guys out, whether they're 4-0, 4-4, whatever they run to first base. Um, so he's been great for me and on all, everyone, honestly, in our infielders. You know, he's helped a lot of guys out, just making us fundamentally sound, making us make the routine plays. Um, and the most efficient way possible. You've got Cam to your right at third base on the infield now. Just, just what are your thoughts on him? I know there's a lot of talent there, but also kind of the way he goes about his business for a freshman. Yeah, he's special, man. Uh, Cam Smith, the way he goes about his business is, is second to none. I mean, I don't think there's many guys out there, especially at his age, being a freshman, doing what he's doing. Um, he's even taught me some things and just his routine and how he goes about his business. I mean, he's. He's uh, the first one in the training room, first one at the field, getting his work done, doing his routine, uh, and nothing's gonna stop that. And um, I mean, yeah, the talent's there. He's he's a big leaguer, I think, in my eyes. But uh, you know, he's got some real talent. He, I think he's gonna have a great year. But you know, off the field, even a better person and better teammate. So he's gonna be playing this game for a long time. You know, obviously, you guys have a lot of new. You'll have a lot of new faces in the lineup this year, but you also have a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things. Just you feel like this this lineup can be a really dangerous lineup in, in absolutely, AC? absolutely, and it's a lot of depth for sure, a lot of versatility, um, a lot of guys that could play a lot of different positions, um, a lot of different guys that could face different matchups. I mean, I think everyone's going to be utilized in right. some way. Um, you know, of course, Link is still figuring out everyone's roles and how he's going to utilize them. But I think there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of depth for us to show that against you know whoever it is we're playing, and I think. It's gonna, it's gonna be beneficial for us for sure. All right, we'll, we'll do a lightning round to finish up here, and just some quick questions that you can answer. Uh, hmm, first, we'll start. Funniest teammate? Brendan Oxford. <laughs> Why? He, he's just a character. I mean, that guy. You just watch him on the field. He's yeah. just, he's always having fun. Always, you know, something to say. After practices, we always have a press conference. The pitchers, you know, talk about their performance, and everyone's just excited just yeah. to hear him talk. He's just. He's a fun guy to be around. Yeah, a little quirky. Uh, favorite road park you've played in? Uh, in the ACC, probably Clemson. But if we're going to go along the lines of SEC, I would say probably Tennessee just because it was yeah. a fun atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, Pre-game music, what are you going to? Uh, I mean, I got a few different songs, but my go-to is probably Phil Collins in the air tonight. That's great. If you didn't play baseball, what sport would you play? I would want to play basketball, I feel like. Would you be good? 
I feel like I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be too good because if I would, I'd be playing it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it would be basketball just because yeah. I feel like you could take over the game by yourself. Favorite place to eat in Tallahassee? Bagel Bagel. I just came from there not so long ago, actually. <laughs> What's your uh, favorite hobby away from baseball? Uh, I like to shop, so I would say just buying clothes, yeah. going to the mall with friends and hanging out with those got people and buying clothes. And then just what would your message be to, to FSU fans about this upcoming season? Be ready for an exciting year. Um, I think we're going to have a great year. I think everyone's excited to see Link and as far as well as us that we're going to be we're going to be a team that everyone thinks we're going to be.